You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. CFOs and controllers, there's a better way to manage cards, expenses, travel, and reimbursements. You need a unified spend platform from Brex that lets you control all your spend in one place, automate compliance, and close the books faster. Get started at Brex.com. Last week on the podcast, I spoke with an acting teacher about techniques and the creative process for us actors. Well, this week, a publicist will guide us through the business side of our profession and how best to promote and grow our careers, not letting others, and especially ourselves, stand in our way. If you don't know why, it's so easy to quit when the challenges come up, when 2020 hits and it's COVID and all of a sudden everyone loses their acting gigs and their side gigs. And now what? Hello and welcome to Why I'll Never Make It, or Win Me for short, one of Feedspot's top 25 theater podcasts where fellow creatives share the realities of a career in the performing arts. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, a professional actor and singer for almost 30 years. The website is whyillnevermakeit.com, where you can sign up for the monthly Win Me newsletter, as well as support the work of this podcast through donations and memberships. All that and more at whyillnevermakeit.com. Back in March of 2021, I appeared on a podcast called Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, hosted by PR and marketing coach Diane Foy. Other guests of that podcast have included Akon, Biff Naked, Timbaland, and Broadway life coach and former Win Me guest, Brett Shuford. And I enjoyed being on her podcast so much, I have invited her to join me here and share her vast knowledge and experience in the entertainment industry. I am Diane Foy. I am a PR and marketing coach, and I mostly work with musicians and actors because I just love the entertainment industry and I've changed some careers over the years. I was a photographer, I was a makeup artist, I was a writer and and publicist for 16 years. And all of it is just because I always wanted to be around performers, artists. And no matter what you want, like as an actor, you want to book gigs, you want to get more auditions, you want to make a living at this. So that's kind of what I focus on is let's get you there. 
With all these years of experience behind her, Diane has created a roadmap for musicians and actors to attract fans, media, and industry in order to book more gigs and make money with our skills and our talents. And what I really love about it is that Diane has also been on this road and is very open about the struggles she's had herself as well as the areas that still pose a challenge for her to this day. Well, hello, Diane. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. So you are a coach, a PR guru, helping us actors do what we probably don't do (laughs) very well. (laughs) Now, why is it that some performers are so bad at marketing and branding ourselves that we need people like you to help us? Well, I think as creatives, you just want to especially actors, you just want to do the work. (laughs) I want to focus on my craft. And that's great. But if you want to actually make a living at this, you need to promote yourself. And sorry, it's just the way it is now. Like, um, you need to put yourself out there. You need to become a personal brand. You need to be active on social media. And even casting directors are saying now, if like two people are, you know, equally right for the role, the one with the social media following is getting the gig. So you just have to put yourself out there. And I just look at it as huge opportunities that are missed because with everything online now, there's so much opportunity to connect with people that you couldn't before. And so you want to get on a casting director's radar, do a little Google stocking, and, you know, and find ways of serving them. And just making connections with them. So there's ways of going about that that isn't pushy salesy. And that use of social media that has become so prevalent, particularly in TV film, and it's it's starting to creep itself into theater as well. You can argue against it, which there's, <laughs> I certainly am not a fan of it, but it is something that's coming into play more and more. And it's one of those things where, like it or not, we as actors also have to be marketers. And it's just a transition that we have to make. And it seems like that's what you're trying to hone in on to take our creativity that we take on stage and bring that into this branding and marketing. Yeah. And I think the industry's changed a lot with the internet because. Yes, back in, you know, a few decades ago, you could be an actor or a musician and have a little mystery about you and and not just spill all your secrets and everything about you and and there was an industry like your agent will get you the gigs and if you weren't getting the gigs, it's your agent's fault and you know, and it's you're expecting the people in the industry to kind of do things for you. But Times change and you have to adapt with it and you have to learn the way the industry works now. And if I always go back to like, if this is what you want to do (laughs) for a living, you have to do the work and we all have to do something we don't want to do, but it allows you to live your dreams. It allows you, if you, if your dream and your passion is to be a performer then you got to do the business stuff too to get you there. And then you get to be able to do that. Yeah, because it's all about having a a strategy in place so that you can, you know, you have this business side, you have this structure, but once that's in place, then you can have the freedom to do all the creative and wonderful artistic things that, that you want to do. 
Yeah, yeah. And what I love is that you have helped us actors with a pathway, kind of a roadmap to do that. You have six phases or six steps that you go through. And so I'd love to just kind of touch on each of those to give us an idea of this structure that you have laid out. And the first one is clarity. What type of clarity do we need? So the clarity is really figuring out what you really want. Like, what is your future vision 10 years from now? What is the life that you want? What do you want to have achieved? Is it you want an Emmy Award? Okay, put that on your list. And, you know, in 10 years, where are you living? It's really getting clear on what you want. So then you can figure out how to get there. And that's where the goal setting comes in, because that's part of the clarity is too. Once you figure out kind of where you see yourself in 10 years, if, if there was no obstacles, okay, so where would you have to be in five years to be on your way for that 10-year vision? And then you start thinking, okay, in one year, one year, where do I want to be? And if you can kind of reverse engineer that so that, okay, in six months, I got to get this done. And then you kind of keep going back to, okay, the next 60 days, what am I doing? And writing down every single thing that you need to do. And sometimes doing that, you realize maybe you overshot that one-year goal. Everything always takes longer than you hope, which is annoying. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. And we go off in different directions that we had no idea. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think when we leave the, the big vision and the goals kind of vague and you feel like you're always working, but not getting anywhere because you're like, why am I not getting anywhere? I'm just working, working, working. Um, But it's not focused work. And so when you do the goal setting and also really break it down to, okay, what do I need to do this week Mm -hmm. to accomplish my monthly goals? Because if, if we haven't laid out a goal that, you know, if we don't know what success or goals or our dreams, what they look like, that mission statement, so to speak, then when we've achieved something, we don't know if we've met it or not. Yeah. And then you're always left chasing and not knowing. <laughs> right, right. What's the next thing? Yeah. yeah. And that leads us to number two, which is confidence, which which seems to make sense. We we have to go boldly where we may not have gone before. Yeah. And especially because you have to put yourself out there these days. And so the confidence part is, I, you know, when I work with a lot of performers, a lot of times there's a lot of fear, anxiety, around putting themselves out there, even to reach out to casting director or, you know, an agent. And and so we spend some time, like when I'm coaching artists on, let's just take a pause and let's explore everything about you, your skills, your strengths, your weaknesses, your motivation. Like you got to know your why, because in the first phase, you figured out what you want. And you have a little bit of a game plan of how to get there, or at least you know what you need to learn to get there. And so now, okay, but why do you want that? And that is the key to everything, because if you don't know why, it's so easy to quit when the challenges come up, when 2020 hits and it's COVID and all of a sudden everyone loses their acting gigs and their side gigs. And now what, you know, and if you get clear on your why, then you're going to keep going no matter what, no matter what comes. Cause you're like, no, nope, this is why I'm doing this. And also core values. 
limiting beliefs. Sometimes there's a lot that we don't even recognize that's holding us back. So I take time with my clients to really explore that and let's tackle them. And I can give strategies to, you know, move forward from that. And then when it's the why and the core values, then when any opportunity comes up, you can kind of measure it against your core values and what you, what your motivation is and what you want. Because maybe a big opportunity comes up that everyone else would think you're crazy to turn down. But if you kind of go back and like, well, it's not really going where I want to go and it's not really matching with what I want and who I am, pass it. You know, it just helps you make the decisions. Yeah, because saying no can be hard sometimes, especially when you're an actor and you just want to work. But if you have the yeah. confidence that you know where you want to go, who you want to be, then you have the confidence to say no to some opportunities. Yeah. And number three, we had to captivate, which I, I assume is is all about reaching out and, and getting that audience. Yes? Um, not really yet, but it's um, it's kind of continuing on from confidence, you know, Um It's really figuring out your personality. There's a lot of personality tests out there, but I focus on the big five because it's a moving target and it's easier to kind of, if there's just five things like introvert, extrovert, you don't have to be one or the other. You might fall somewhere in the middle and, or you might be introvert, but in certain situations you can be extrovert. And it's just like, you know, evaluating yourself And then it helps you evaluate other people and improve your relationships. Because if you know, if you kind of understand, maybe you're an extrovert and you don't understand introverts, you know, but if you start to understand it, then you go, oh, it's not me. That person just doesn't, you know, needs their alone time when she keeps saying no to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's so it helps, you know, with your relationships, your image, you want to, be that guy that when you walk in the room at an industry event, everyone kind of goes, oh, he's an actor or, or who's that guy? You know, you want to be a, have a consistent image and a professional image that really embraces who you really are. I'm all about authentic marketing and PR. So, you know, that's why this foundation part is so important because you, you want to be putting your true self out there. Right. You don't want to just be an act. You actually want to be this person that you're presenting. Yeah. And a lot of artists, they shy away from even the words marketing, branding, you know, you automatically think, oh, you want to put a brand on me? You know, it's fake. But when you think of it of of just your brand is just really owning who you are and expressing yourself and sharing that with others. And another part of the Captivate is really exploring your story because it's all about stories these days and it's on social media. You got to tell stories. You got to tell stories with everything, right? So it's really exploring your life, all the highlights that you've had, you know, struggles that you've gone through and it's just evaluating it. And then some of that would go into your bio And then the rest could be just stuff that you save for social media and other things. And also, it this also this foundation part I find really helps for actors because 
you can bring that into your performance as well. So it's not just about the business, it's about your performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely bring a part of ourselves into any character that we're doing. Yeah. And so you have these like, you know, bank of stories to draw on. (laughs) (laughs) And then as we get into number four, competitive advantage. So is this comparing ourselves to others or what what is that edge that you're talking about? Um, It's a little bit of not necessarily comparing yourself, but figuring out who others are comparing you to. Um, So it's doing some research. It's like figuring out who has the career that you want in say five years from now. So you can kind of see what do they do for their branding? What do they do? What's unique about them? What's unique about me? Like what, you know, if I know I always hear from actors, if they go to a certain audition, it's like they walk in a room and everyone looks like them, you know, (laughs) and you're because that's the description of the character, right? So what is going to set you apart and figure that out and own it and um, and what is your strengths? And, and so it's looking at who else is in the room with you waiting to be auditioned and, you know, figuring out what their strength is, what your strength is, and just really owning that. And that gives you some confidence too. And it's about figuring out your audience too. Um whether that is like the general public or if it's certain industry that you want to attract, it's figuring out who they are, where do they hang out so that it, you know whether you should be focusing on Instagram or Facebook or where are these people that you're trying to get attention from, go hang out where they're hanging out um, and figuring out what your offerings are. Because if if this is what you want to do and you want to make a living at this, you kind of need multiple streams of income. So I also coach performers on that. Like, okay, yes, you you want to be acting in this type of film, whatever it is your, your goals are, but what other sources of income can we do? Is it coaching? Is it, you know, is figuring that out too of like how you're going to make a living at this. Exactly, exactly. And and that really leads into the to the fifth point which is content creation. So that's that's the kind of things that we're going to be making. Yes, content creation because so now when you've gone through all those phases from before, now you should be more confident. You know exactly who you are, you know what your brand is, you know your stories. You know, that's kind of why you do it because if you skip to 5 and 6, you're not really going to be that confident in what you're putting out there. You're like, you're going to be throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. So now with content creation, it's looking at your website. And yes, my pet peeve is when you don't have a website. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In this day and age, it just makes no sense. There's so many free options as well as cheaper options. So it's a no brainer, right? Yeah. But I do run into a lot of performers. Oh, but I have like IMDb. Or, oh, I have, you know, uh, YouTube or whatever, Instagram. You don't own that, you know? And so the website is also home base because, you know, if a media person might be looking for something different when they go check you out than an industry person, you know, and the general public, you know, so you want to have a home base where, okay, that's where we go for everything. And 
if I want to check out your Instagram, the link is right there. If someone else wants to check out your IMD, link is right there. And so it's a home base. So it's figuring out the website and social media, and it's making sure your brand is consistent, even down to what colors you use. And before, when we're talking image, it's like, well, where what is your image, physical image, as well as your kind of branding image? Um, setting up your social media and collecting those stories, like the earlier when we explored the stories, maybe breaking them up into little bite-sized bits that you could share on socials, share a cute little story in a video or in a post, in photos. And it's collecting your photos, collecting, documenting your life, basically, because I do get a lot of people going, I know I have to be consistent on social media, but I never know what to post. I never, it's just, (laughs) it's too much, but it's setting you up with the system. So I try and set you up with a system. Let's collect a bunch of stories. Let's collect a bunch of photos. And so that when you're planning your social media for the week, you can kind of do it ahead of time. So you're not always, okay, what am I going to post today? That you have this collection and you can schedule out the next week. And then for daily, you use that time for engaging with people. Right, right. The comments, the, the the likes, the responding direct messages, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. As you go through that, it just sounds so planned. It sounds so strategic. It, it doesn't feel creative and organic. I assume you get that pushback from some of your clients. Sometimes, but it's also, yes, it's a strategy, but you want to stick with your authentic self. So documenting your life and also sharing things about you other than your talent, your craft. So what what else is interesting about you? And sometimes that will draw people in. And it's all about connections. It's really, you want to tell stories because that's what makes people connect with you. That is what makes you unique. And if you go either tell a story in writing in a caption or in a photo or video is amazing. If you guys are performers, you should be great on video and tell your stories on video. And same thing. It's like someone out there is going to go, I feel like they're talking directly to me. (laughs) You know, that's what you want. And that's why figuring out who your audience is so that you can have that connection. So it's, you know, it should be a very authentic thing, even though there's, you're setting it up strategically. And that really leads us to the, to the last point, which is communication, which seems very broad, but I assume you have something more specific in mind. Well, I think when I'm coaching artists, when we get to that point, it's kind of, it's a little bit less structured. It's more, yes, it's, it's communication skills, it's people skills, but depends on what your goals are. It's really finding your target audience, finding the people that you need to get on their radar and how to in, engage with them. Um, people skills is like when you're at a conference or festival or event, you know, how do you make sure that you are introducing yourself to the right people and how do you do that? Are you too shy? Like, let's figure out your people skills basically. And then media skills, you know, are you someone that's totally comfortable and you're good and you don't really need media training or maybe you do need some media training And then also at that point, I'll teach you how to do publicity if you want. Like, you know, (laughs) and also 
the reason why I came up with this six phase thing and the reason why I'm even a coach now is because of those years as a publicist. Most enterprises use disparate systems to manage spend. The result? A reactive manual approach. CFOs and controllers, you deserve better. You deserve a unified spend platform from Brex. Brex makes it easy to proactively control spend with cards, spend management, travel, and bill pay in one place. You can create budgets with controls built in, track and adjust in real time to keep teams accountable, and automate compliance to close the books faster. Ready to control your spend with one unified platform? Visit Brex.com. Yes, in the early days, like you didn't have to have a lot of that to be successful and get press. So getting press for my artists used to be a lot easier. And now there's less outlets in the mainstream media. And because everything's online, I just got kind of tired of so many actors and musicians coming to me. Okay, my agent told me I need a publicist, so I'm reaching out to you because you're a publicist. And it's, I get the agent is thinking, well, if you were more known in the public, I can get you more auditions. But there's still that missing link of that foundation and that social media activity and your story, what makes you unique, all that stuff that we explored in there. And so publicity got frustrating because I'm like, I can't get you anything. Like, you know, I I would have to kind (laughs) of turn you away. You know, yes, it's great that you are in this Netflix show that's taken off. But what's next? You need to also plan ahead of time. If you are going to hire a publicist, like you need to do publicity a few months before that film comes out. So, yeah, communication can kind of go anywhere. Yeah, because I I had Jeffrey Owens on earlier this season. And one of the things that he mentioned was that as he was starting his uh, IGTV series, Shift Happens, he just kind of had a little trailer teaser, which got so much press, but then he wasn't ready with all the episodes yet. So then by the time he released an episode six weeks later, the press had kind of died. So, yeah, there is that strategy that you have to put into things that, you know, as, as good as they may be, it still has to be planned out in such a way so that when it's released, it's, it's ready to gain some steam. Yeah, yeah. Having gone through her roadmap, now it's time to put it into practice and learn how these elements of clarity, confidence, captivate, competitive edge, content creation, and communication can be brought together in practical ways to improve both our personal and professional lives. I guess one of the hindrances of being productive and making progress, distraction is certainly one of the big ones for us actors and, and creative types. And, and, and that's, you know, from the outside world, like friends, TV, our phones, you know, that social media we were talking about. But then there's also our own internal distractions of, of our own thoughts and, and fears and things. How can we stop these distractions from leading us away from our goals? Um, I've definitely struggled with that. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) To this day, even today I was doing it. So yeah. Yeah. And, but I've, I've learned there's a, uh, an actual term that I am is a multi-potentialite and it's a psychology term. You're just so passionate about a lot of different things. 
you know, and that's why I've been a photographer and makeup artist, <laughs> like the, a lot of job titles yeah. and drifted. And it's because I have so many interests, too many interests. And I, I think I floated for many years, just floating, go with the flow. I did not do the goal setting and the visioning and all that, or I'd have that vision, like, you know, have a vision board, but have no idea how to actually get that and even if I wanted that you know and that's it it's like a new interest and I dive 100% in I want to learn every single thing about it but then at some point I'm going to get bored and move on Mm -hmm. so the advice that everyone gives you of just pick one thing stick with it I hated it (laughs) it's just like I no but what helped me is someone a coach said you don't have to give up all these other things that you want to do, but you can't do them all at once. You're only one person. And I think that was it. I was always trying to do everything and not just sticking with it. And also, of the many things you want to do, what what one will kind of make you some money first? You know, let's... Right, right. There is the practical focus aspect. on that. <laughs> right. And what do you want to do the most? What do you enjoy doing the most that you can monetize. And then once you kind of develop that, then introduce another interest that you might have. And I think that also helps when you do the goal setting. And if you're very clear on what you want, I find it's helped me huge so that especially when when I discovered online courses and online programs, oh my God, I took every course there was on anything. Like, (laughs) Like I'm just obsessed. But now I can kind of go, that's not what I want to focus on right now. You know, this is my goal. This is where I'm going. I'm going to stick to that. And I might have plans to do this and that later. But what do I need to focus on right now? Having that focus and knowing the steps to take to get to where you want to go. And also saying that one-year goal. Because you might have tons of goals that you want to accomplish but is it happening now? You know, you want to work towards it for sure. But in a few years, yes. But on down the line, yeah, it gets back to that first phase that you were talking about with the clarity. Once you have a marker for the the 10 year, the five year, the one year, you know, once you can start to break it down, then you can focus on that one thing, get it going. All right, now that's kind of going on its own. Now you go down the next path. Because I, I know myself, I have like 10 different things I want to accomplish. And oh my gosh, I just have this week. How can I get it all? To, you know, and then I get overwhelmed and then I do two of the things, maybe. Yeah. You know, you know so then yeah. I feel defeated because I didn't do it. And it becomes that cycle week after week. Yeah. And you have to be kind of realistic of what you can actually get done. And I find when you're doing to-do lists, I think uh, I think it was Char- Charlene Johnson that kind of said that with goal setting and to-do lists is like, don't put anything on your list for today that you don't absolutely have to get done. Yeah. Prioritize. So yeah. It's like listing everything you need to get done this month, this week. And then taking your this week goals and for Monday, okay, what absolutely has to get done? The world will end if I don't do this few (laughs) things. So put that on your list for that day. Don't put anything else on. Get those done. Check, check, check. Then go to your weekly thing and bring a few more things in for that day. And that way you feel like you're accomplishing stuff 
And you don't get discouraged that you feel like you're never getting anything done because if you have this insanely long to-do list, that is so not possible to do. And that actually brings up a question, and this is something that I personally deal with. How have you found or what processes can we put in place so that we're not just doing everything on the deadline, but yet we've been working on it that whole week or so beforehand to kind of spread out how we do things? Yeah, I kind of suck at that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's something that I deal with. I struggle with it. Especially when I first started my podcast, it's like everyone kind of said you had to be consistent with it in order to grow. If you say every Wednesday at 9 a.m. it's going to be out, I would stay up all night. (laughs) I've done it. I've done that. Yep. But also because I want it to be good. I would, and also I was learning editing and I would be up all night if it, if that's what it took in the beginning. And it was just stressing me out. It's too much. So you also kind of know, you know, when you're putting too much pressure on yourself. And I've learned to kind of go with the podcast. Eh. So I miss a week. So it's not the same day, you know, cause it's not my main priority, you know? Um, so that's the thing. If it was my main priority, then yes, I would, you know, schedule things like that. So my main priority is my coaching. So that I, you know, I don't leave it to the last minute. I have like things that are scheduled that I have to do. Because I've gone through the stuff that I coach on so often, I do kind of have like the outline. I kind of know if we're talking about this, this session, I kind of know what we're doing. So I don't have to really prepare too much, but it's just keeping on top of it and new things that I want to do. And it's just kind of looking at that deadline. Like if, you know, I want something done by the end of the month, okay, what do I need to do this week? And it's just, it's all about what is your priority? Because my list could go on forever and I just have to go, well, what's the priority? And some things I just had to kind of let go in that sense. And if it's not that priority. And so like it's even excuses that people often say is I don't have time. I don't have time. And I stop using that. I, I don't say I don't have time. It's like that's not a priority for me right now. Right. Because right. that's what it is. And same with. I don't have any money. You have money. It's just you're it's going prioritizing <laughs> other things. Right. You know, if you want something bad enough, you'll find the money. You'll work. You'll figure it out. Um, it's being resourceful. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it sounds like the your plan of of that ten year, five year, and and so on can apply to that month or that week. So it's prioritizing what's really important, and then once you know what has to be done, then breaking it down into individual steps and levels. And then everything else can wait. <laughs> right, I need right. 10 of me to do everything I want to do. So. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yes, we do have the time, but it is a limited resource and our best efforts and time can be devoted to that, which is most important to us for sure. Yeah. And even with our best efforts though, certainly rejection and criticism is a part of any artist's journey. And some would even say it's a necessary part, you know, the the fact that we learn from it. How can we equip ourselves to handle these setbacks? I think it's owning your skills, strengths, weaknesses. It's that inner work that we did in the beginning of really establishing that and building your confidence so that things don't kind of 
destroy you <laughs> for every little thing. Um, and yeah, just don't take anything personally. For musicians, a lot of times when I was doing publicity, when they used to do album reviews, they don't really do that anymore. But, you know, I've talked some musicians off the ledge <laughs> after a bad review. <laughs> um, it's not the end of the world. Look at all these other people who love what you do. Having that objective view, too, helps. And some of it is like limiting beliefs. If, if like fear and is holding you back from putting yourself out there have strategies in place. Yeah, because I certainly know for myself, sometimes I do have that inner voice that will say, oh, oh you can't do that. Oh, see, you're not very good at that. And then when that criticism comes, it's like, see, told you. And, and sometimes our own inner voice is just waiting for confirmation of doubting ourselves, you know? Yeah. And that's why I go through the limiting beliefs with my clients is let's figure out what they are, what comes up for you. When you're about to approach a project and those negative thoughts come up, I think it's often the same thoughts over and over again. So it's tackling that. Okay, is it true? Because that that voice in your head that's telling you this, like, is it really true? Like, let's explore that. And, you know, you can come up with the argument of like, that's not true. Look at all that I accomplished. Like this is the, you know, it's owning that. And so that when that thought comes up, you can automatically go, that's not true. Or have like a, a counter statement ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of that is also going back to the motivation part of what motivates you, what demotivates you. Um, you know, I have a song like playlist on Spotify called I Am Unstoppable. And it's all those like Christina Aguilera fighter, like the stronger right. songs. Like yeah, it's like when you need a boost. And so also exploring like what are songs, movies, what inspires you so that when you are kind of feeling down and on yourself, you have resources to pump you back up. Yeah, I remember whenever I was going through, uh, within the first couple of years of moving to the city, I had a bad breakup. And I specifically created a playlist of songs that mention nothing about love or relationship, things that could just be about normal life. So I think you're right to find ways, whether it's a music playlist or an activity, but something that takes us away from those frustrating moments, those those disappointments, that voice inside of us, anything we can do to quiet it for a time can start to build us up again. Yeah, and it, it also goes back to knowing your why. Why are you chasing this dream? And just being aware of all this stuff. Because most people are not aware of all this stuff and we're wondering why, you know, things keep knocking us back down. So let's hit pause and let's explore it. Well, I did want to explore a story of two different artists, and I'm sure that you have met both of these artists through your coachings and your years of PR. So the first artist is the one who has achieved success. You know, they're getting auditions, they're getting opportunities, noteworthy projects with high-profile names. They're, you know, they're staying busy, their schedules are full. They have a life that's made for social media, full of great pictures and moments, you know. But they themselves are not satisfied. They're not happy. What looks like great success just isn't fulfilling them at all. So what could be wrong with them or how can they be feeling this way when so many people on the outside would be jealous of them? 
I think that also goes back to what does success mean to you? And in that early foundations phase of figuring out what does success mean to you? Because, you know, the people that have made it, they they realize that, oh, that actually doesn't make me happy or <laughs> you know, doesn't solve all my problems. Money doesn't solve it all. Um, so, yeah, that's could be just something else going on that uh, that they're unhappy about. Maybe they got into this life, but maybe that wasn't their ultimate goal. Yeah, somehow the fame or the attention steered them in one direction when really they would rather go in this other direction. Yeah, like maybe they ended up being a big movie star, but their love is actually in the theater. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I love just going for what you really want not what you think you should want, because that's what's going to make you happy. And if you chase dreams that you don't even want, in the end, you might achieve them, but you're not going to be happy. Yeah, it's when expectations can really help us become someone that maybe we don't want to be. Yeah. And so that second artist is really the exact opposite. They're basically at the point of giving up. They're just not getting the auditions. They're not where they thought they would be at this point in their life. Opportunities just don't seem to be coming their way, and they just feel forgotten. They feel unseen. What does this kind of artist do next? How do they continue to move forward? I think the terms of like making it, it's like, did you really do everything that you should have done to get to where you want to go? Because I think that frustration comes when you you didn't really do the work you know, or you're working on things that you think you should be doing, but maybe they weren't the right things, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, what's frustrating. And I, that's usually the artists I work with, you know, that, <laughs> that come to me because they've tried everything on their own and they just like, what is wrong? Like, why am I not getting the auditions? Why am I not doing this? And that's why, especially that foundation work of knowing your why and your goals and all that, it's life-changing. That's why I keep doing this is because, ah, that high, I'm like, yes, that's what I'm doing. I'm living my purpose. When I, If I can have that impact on someone, you might not know how to get there. Like Usually those people that you're describing, they don't really have the social media activity. They don't have all those things that I kind of said that you need in order to be successful. So, yeah, that second person I know really well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very familiar with him as well. Yes, (laughs) for sure. And this is just a curiosity of mine. Since you're based out of Canada, because you obviously work with Canadians as well as Americans, and I'm sure people from other countries, do you notice like a regional or national differences in the type of artist and and the struggles that they go through? Are there particular things? Like in Canada, you can kind of compare the New York, L.A. thing to Toronto, Vancouver. I'm from Vancouver. I grew up there. And when I moved to Toronto, everyone was like, why would you leave Vancouver? It's so beautiful. But I would find that I was a creative. I'm hanging out with creatives. We'd all talk about the goals we want to accomplish. So-and-so wants to be an actor. So-and-so wants to be a musician. At that time, I wanted to be a photographer. And I found that I would actually do the work, (laughs) you know, and then two years later, they're still talking. I want to be an actor. I want to. What did you do? Let's do the work. Let's go, (laughs) you know. And so it's a personality. And when I came to Toronto, it was like fast pace. 
Everyone has goals. Everyone's working their ass off to get it. They can party hard too, but they also do the work. And that's just more fitting with my vibe. It's like, okay, let's do the work. (laughs) And then if you've done everything you can and you still don't make it, well, then you could say, I tried everything I could. I did everything I could. Yeah, because, and I'm sure you'd be the first to admit that just because you go through those six phases and just because you hit point A, B, C, you know, you do all the things, it still doesn't mean that this goal that you want might be achieved. You may have to readjust. You may have to see what else is out there for you. Yeah, because like, especially for performers, becoming that huge movie star, becoming that huge music artist, like world famous, that's winning the lottery. Most people don't achieve that. If it happens, fantastic. But you don't have to be that in order to be a working actor. I'm sure if you did all the work and you also worked on your craft, you can get some gigs and make, you know, a decent living. It just, you might not be famous, like, you know, depending on, you know, what is it that's going to make you happy. To learn more about Diane and to listen to our episode together on her podcast, go to dianefoy.com. There's a link to her website and that episode in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and joining Diane and myself in this conversation. If you know someone who you think could benefit from an episode like this, then please share this podcast with them. Well, this has been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for leading us through some of these steps and giving us a different way to think about our profession and and how we fit into these goals and dreams that we have. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, in charge of writing, editing, and producing this podcast. Music in this episode provided by Bortex. Why I'll Never Make It is a part of the Helium Radio Network and a member of the Broadway Makers Alliance. Join me next month in a series with young performers as we talk more about why I'll never make it. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.